Hey guys, it's Angie here, and here's my recap for UFC 285, Jones versus Garn. Still doesn't feel like it really happened, but um, wow. Um, the main event was just incredible. Um, very just dominant. Jones made it look easy. Um, completely dismantled and exposed Garn. Uh, incredible, incredible. Um, let me get to the rest of the card first, shall I? So Bo Nickel, he submits Jamie in the first round. Um, I guess not many surprises here for most people. Uh, Bo Nickel did come out and looked a little bit shaky on the feet. He looked a bit um, uncomfortable. Um, he still got the job done. Jamie didn't really do much to stop Nickel on the ground. He just didn't really have the strength um, to really answer any of the wrestling or any of the technique. He just... You could tell he was like, oh my god, Bo Nickel is so strong and so technical. He, there was nothing he could have done. Um, Bo Nickel struggled a little bit with that submission. He didn't really know what he was doing, um, how to quite execute the technique. He still got it done, though. He still had that weight and that um, toughness in so his wrestling to just dominate and make that happen. For me... Um, I feel like it's still very early for Bo Nickel to like really say, oh, he's going to be pound for pound number one. Like, like, you've still got a long way to go, kid. But um, I think, you know, he, I think he'll do well. But I feel like, you know, we should probably give him some, not easy fights, but keep giving him developmental fights because we haven't seen him much on the feet yet. And I feel like he's got a lot of technical stuff to learn in jiu-jitsu and striking. Um Maybe, yeah, bring him along slowly. But then on the other hand, I kind of want to see Bo Nickel face someone who's really good at wrestling. That'll be exciting to match, match him up with another really good wrestler, see what he can do with that. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Like, um, I give him all the credit in the world. Um, love or hate Bo Nickel. Let's see what he can do. Uh, I feel a little bit bad for Jamie because like, he was set up to lose, but... Uh, he still took the fight, um, and that's that. All right, next fight. So we had Gamrot and Turner. Yeah, so this was a very competitive fight. Um, I thought it might be. Um, Gamrot was in amazing condition for someone that hadn't really been in training camp for long. Um, Jalen um, had some really good success on the feet, um, a little bit more than I thought he might have. Um, I, I was so, like, because Gamrot started off striking and trading a bit more with. Turner than I thought he would be willing to. Um, eventually, the wrestling and the um, volume of Gamrot was too much for Jalen, um, which is a little bit disappointing for Jalen because I would have liked to see him kind of climb the ranks, but Gamrot's just too good, man. He's uh, he, did, he did so well coming in late notice. Um, I would have been interested, though, to see how Jalen might have fought and Gamrod if they had both had a full camp for each other. But I, I think that would have favoured Gamrod a lot more than Turner. So, um, yeah, really good match. I thought this might have won fight of the night, but it didn't. Um, that went to Shavkat and Jeff Neal. Um, but this was a really good fight. I really enjoyed it. Um, earned a little bit more respect for Gamrod. Um, yeah, it was good. Really good. Now let's get on to the next fight. Shavkat uh, Rakhmanov versus Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal. Oh yeah, Jeff Neal missed weight. 
in this fight by four pounds and I think he, he he's never missed weight before but I kind of wonder whether he did it on purpose to have a bit more edge on Shavkat because if that was true then he definitely like got what he wanted because he was so durable he um just stuck in there with Shav Shavkat Rakhmanov and just took all those blows and he just traded with him. I was surprised. I was very surprised that Shavkat Rakhmanov just um, stood in front of him and didn't really move around. And it's been some time, so maybe he fights like that all the time. He just didn't seem afraid. He wasn't respecting Jeff Neal enough. And I'm like, oh my god, you're going to get knocked out, mate, if you just stand in front of this guy. Um, so I was really surprised. Um, I think Shavkat said, yeah, uh, that wasn't a good performance kind of shades of Gilbert Burns and um, Hamzat Shemaev. Um, you kind of see that these people that are up and coming undefeated fighters, they've got a lot of flaws too because maybe they just haven't had the right competition or maybe they haven't learned from a loss. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed in his performance, but he still got the job done. Submitted Jeff Neal in the third round with a really crazy standing choke, which was really awesome. Um, so yeah, what can I take away from that? I think it's just, it really is just disappointing that Jeff Neal didn't, um, make the weight because for me, that's just so unprofessional at this level. Um, and if he did use that as a tactic to try and win, that's just dirty, man. Good fight though. It was a fun fight. It was, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't like high level in some ways because you knew that. I just, you just felt that Shavkat could have fought better, but who knows, who knows. Okay, so now the big upset, wow, Valentina. Uh, yeah, so this was um, totally unexpected. Um, so Alexa Grasso submits Valentina Shevchenko and becomes a flyweight champion in the fourth round. So Valentina, she defeats Alex. no, oh God, I don't know, it's just so weird that Valentina lost, um, really weird. So Alexa, she defeats Valentina. She, um, I feel like Valentina looked a little bit off um, from the beginning. Like she didn't seem to have the same sort of energy or um, conviction or like she was doing really great feints and all that stuff. But I think it all fell out the window because Grasso came with this different stance that she wasn't expecting um apparently i haven't i need to watch it back but the commentators someone said mentioned that alexa grasso came with this new um stance like i know whether she went southpaw because i think valentina's southpaw and then they were both i don't know she changed the stance you think someone like valentina will be more prepared for that but these young fighters they're they're a lot better at switch dancing and I think for the older generation they're not so used to that because back in their generation that was really sort of rare like very few fighters had that but now all these young fighters coming up have the switch dance which is um yeah gonna I don't know just steamroll like the old generation out a little bit in some ways um I, I also feel like Valentina she's 34 not that that's you know, old, but she's been in the game for, she was saying for 30 years, so she's got probably a little bit of wear and tear, she's not as hungry as Alexa, um, Alexa wanted it a lot more, you could just tell she was really hungry for it, um, she earned my respect fully, I completely underestimated her, I said she wasn't experienced enough, um, but I didn't really know 
too much about her. Um, she's only 28 or 29. She um, looked great. She was um, getting Valentina on the feet. I was worried from, from watching the first round, Valentina wanted to trade with her and stand with her. I'm like, no, don't do that. Not with Alexa Grasso. You're going to get hit. And that's what happened. Um, no, I was really surprised. I didn't realize how slick um, Grasso could be, especially with um, the ground game. And I completely overlooked her. Um, but, I mean, it's it's always hard when you have such a dominant champion to count out, count out the champion. So, I don't know about the rematch. Um, it's, it's hard, I think, when you're um, later in your career, when you're... When you've had so many defenses and then to come back I don't know we'll see I don't know I kind of give the edge to Grasso though just because um she's got that youthfulness on her side and that hunger and I, I think you know Valentina's probably just not not stagnant but she she mixes up her and she she has a really awesome lifestyle by the way but she probably um she probably needed this loss and we'll see what she does with it but congratulations to the new champ, um, Alexa Grasso. Uh, so that's, yeah, you shut me up for sure. Um, but I wasn't surprised with the win. Uh, I could tell by the first round that Valentina wasn't was probably going to have a hard fight. So it wasn't shocking like um, when Pena beat Amanda Nunes. It wasn't the same degree. Um, yeah, but well done. Okay, now the main event. Wow, so um, I uh, haven't really been, um, I, I've been watching UFC for maybe, like I've been a fan of UFC for maybe three years or something, so I missed out on a lot of John Jones, I didn't really know much about him, um, didn't really, I'm really sort of just discovering like how great he truly is, how cerebral, how complete he is as a fighter, mentally and physically, and what he did to Surreal Gun was just like, it just felt like everything came full circle for MMA and um, I know for, for Jones and for every, for so many things. I can't explain why. He's just got this old school nostalgia throwback kind of vibe about him that I really love. He's very faithful. He, um, he's um, very sort of, uh, what's the word? Um, he's elegant in the way that he presents himself, but then, you know, he's very calculated and so calm in the octagon, it's just, he's incredible, there's just so much to um, break down, um, so he, he makes quick work of Garn, he completes him, shut, completely shuts him down within two minutes, um, it was, he was so calm, and he was so, like, every little thing he did, every little feint, every little differential strike he threw, just seemed to put Garn against the fence, and and completely confuse him and completely like calm him in a way it was like it was like a calm brutal kind of shutdown of um Garn where he just completely submitted him into this little ball and then he actually submitted him and he just shown he's shown Garn that there's levels to this that you can't just be a talented guy show up you know talented guy talented physique and just expect to win a championship at MMA when you're only really skilled at you're you're a kickboxer you need to be good at everything nowadays you, you can't be arrogant as well you have to be you have to have humility that's what Jones had he had humility he had respect for the sport he dedicated time to go up 
up to heavyweight. He did everything the right way. He, um, it was just um, really good to see because sometimes when you see people that are just really talented go through life and just pick up things, it's, it's not always, it feels like, oh, they're just talented, but really if you want to be the best at something you have to work hard you have to be dedicated you need the discipline you need the desire and you need the determination um that jones has he is a complete fighter and i feel really happy to see that because i one thing i don't like about sometimes watching ufc is that some fighters that aren't very complete or they're just talented or they're just um very popular sometimes they get fast-tracked but that can only take you so far you have to be really good at everything in MMA, you have to be complete um, and you have to have humility. And so for me, this was just um, truly a blessing to see John Jones do, do what he did and and to like kind of bring a bit of order to the heavyweight division. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of didn't, couldn't sleep very well last night. I don't know whether it was because of that or something else, but um, yeah, what else have I written here? Yeah, Jones just completely exposed Garn. Um, Garn just, he had nothing for the wrestling, nothing for the, even on the feet, like, Jones was just dictating everything in every movement he did. Um, I've never quite seen anything quite like it. It kind of reminds me a bit of um, Munez versus Megan Anderson, where she just kind of, it's like, here you go, and there you go. They just, it's like, they could do whatever they wanted to their opponent. In, in, but it was so calm that it was just like, wow. Um, I think um, Jones looked looks really good at heavyweight. Um, I think uh, it would be nice to see him fight Stipe. I think Stipe might be a little bit small for him. And, you know, Jones said, oh, I hope. Stipe, you take some time off um, your fireman duties. And I think, yeah, there's probably some truth in that. But I don't know how Stipe will fare against Jones. Because um, Stipe usually can't, is a light a light guy. Um, I don't know if he's as dedicated as Jones is to, like, being really bulky or... I don't know, Stipe's a weird guy. I, I wouldn't underestimate him. But at this point of his career, I wonder, I wonder whether Stipe could actually... I think it'll be competitive, but I wonder. Um, I wonder if he has the same sort of dedication um, and desire that Jones has. Um, I love Stipe though, but he's been away a long time now. But hmm, I don't know. People underestimated Jones. He was away for three years. So, hmm. Okay, what else have I got here? Oh yeah, Cyril. So one thing I've noticed about Cyril and his um, team is that his coach is a bit of a, I don't want to say unpleasant um, guy. Um, I respect, I try to be as respectful as I can about all this stuff, but he seems to be a little bit of a, not malicious, but he's, I don't know, he's, I feel like Cyril really benefit. Let me just say this, Cyril will benefit maybe for, um, to like change his team and train somewhere else but I think John Jones was right like does Cyril really want to be around for long does he really want to like put in all those hard yards of like training and learning a sport properly and is it probably too late to learn now um I 
I just think that um, Garn, yeah, he's he's so talented, but he never really was dedicated the way that a lot of fighters have to be, like just average people to become great. Um, so I'll be interested to see where Garn goes from here. He, um, I don't think he'll ever fight for the title again. I get the feeling that he's kind of, I don't want to say done, but I mean, what's, where's he going to go from here? Uh, now he's got all the, you got Tom Aspinall, you got Curtis Blades coming up and I don't know how he's going to fare against any of these people that have, you know, more to their game. Um, I think Garn's in for a slaughter now, but who knows? He could prove me wrong. Uh, and all lastly, I think um, Ngannou made the right choice to leave when he did. Um, I don't think he would have met jo Jones. No way. Um, maybe he could have, but uh, Dana White said, you know, I, I don't think... Um, he's No, he didn't say I think. He said, we're not letting him back in here. Um, so, But you never know. Dana White says all sorts of things, and then he completely forgets about it, so... Mm. So overall, you know, an amazing card, um, really great card for the fans, bit of a shock as well that Valentina lost, but it was coming, I guess. Um, yeah, and now in two weeks we've got um, Leon and Usman, oh my god. Uh, yeah, so this is a crazy month for UFC, uh, but thanks for checking out my um, aftermath breakdown, and um, I'll... Put up like maybe one for Usman Leon Edwards soon. Uh, but until then, thanks for coming by and see you around the traps.